Welcome to Race Time Radio, the next two hours. Let's talk short track racing across Canada, shall we? I am Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Of course, all live on racetimeradio.com and live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Junior, what is going on? How about that for a weekend of racing? There was a ton of racing. Wow. It was a lot. Yeah. And uh, more to come. Yeah. You know, we're, uh, we're you know, it seems like it was just yesterday we were sitting here wishing <laughs> for racing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, right now, I mean, uh, uh, thoroughly satisfied from the weekend that was. Um, there was a lot of great on-track action. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a chance to watch some very diverse cars on the racetrack. Um, you know, spent some time watching some streams on Friday night. Yes. I watched uh, a great show at Delaware Speedway um, on the Rogers portion that they have. Uh, Rogers TV does a great job. Yes, They did a sir. wonderful job yep. on that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Really, it, it, now, I had seen a clip in the past um, when J.R. Fitzpatrick actually wrecked in the heat race. That oh, was like yeah. a viral video in the racing community around here. Everybody shared that little clip. Mm-hmm. But that was really my first time sitting back and watching the Rogers portion of the broadcast. Yep. They've been doing it since uh, the beginning of this year. Um, and those guys did a wonderful job. It was, uh, it was you know, energetic. Yes. Um, you know, the camera angles were great. It was very watchable. I you know? can't remember the name of the one announcer. Chris. Is Chris. it Chris? Chris and Joey. And I feel so bad that I forget Chris's name. Chris but has been at Delaware Speedway for, for years. Forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For a long I, remember, of time. I remember back in the All-Star days yep. uh, going to Delaware Speedway and Chris was there. Yep. And he was an announcer. Uh, him, I remember John, but I couldn't remember Chris. And uh, well, for a long then, period of time, there was John Houghton, uh, Jamie Maudsley, uh, Jared Dockstader, and then yes. Chris as well. Yep. And that was kind of the crew at Delaware Speedway. That mm. was, you know, I, I want to say it was like, you know, 10 years strong yes. with the, the, the four of them. Yep. Um, and what so, a team. What a team. It was, yeah. a, it, that was, you know, really. In, in the grand scheme of things, that was the best announcing team in, in Ontario yep. um, across the board. Not to take I anything away from it. any other announcer, but right. but when you went to Delaware Speedway, that was kind of the exciting portion is they did the MRN style, you know, live, uh, you know, corner to corner broadcast and yep. uh, where, where they would pass the baton, you know, uh, to each guy as the cars would go around the racetrack and um Delaware Speedway, of course, a little bit longer than the rest of them, right? A right. half mile. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got a little bit of time to play with, mm-hmm. um, but they always did a wonderful job. And to hear, you know, Chris on the on the broadcast, uh, you know, with the Rogers deal, um, they did a great job. Yes. And, uh, you know, hats off to them. Um, definitely a, a very watchable broadcast. And, and I, I seen I, Jamie Modsley. I've yeah. seen him on the broadcast. Absolutely. They interviewed him. So uh, he's Chris the, did. He's yep. the house announcer. Yes. For Delaware still. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, they... The whole team, the, it was all kind of intermingled, and um, yeah, definitely, you know, we got a chance to watch uh, Matt Pertigo put a licking on the field. Oh, very was nice. He 
things. fast. The 21 car, um, you know, bided his time through the first 20, 25 laps. Yep. Um, then when he broke through and, and took the lead, uh, I thought that, you know, he ran away a little bit premature. <laughs> and I thought that guys like Petey Shepard, Cole Powell, and Josh Stoddy, and all those guys, um, and, and even Ray Morneau, I, I thought that those guys were out saving. And yep. my God, I was wrong. Well, that 22 a, car was gone. I got a chance to see Lloyd Rawlings, too. Yes, He's absolutely. My buddy he in is. the 69 car. Yep. Great look and feel to cards on my dad at yeah, Delaware. Um, great to see. I love that track. I love those competitors down there. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that race too. We got the winner, Matt Pertigo, is gonna join us. I put a tweet out after Matt won that race, and I said, "Welcome back, Matt! Welcome back, Matt!" Yeah. Um, you know, we haven't seen Matt Pertigo since the beginning of the season, and uh, you know, he had a health scare. And by the look of it, everything that way is cleared away. And we got Matt Pertigo back behind the wheel of that twenty one Global Warranties car and. Uh, he looked like he was back in fine form as well. Story of the night, um, I would say, has to go to Pritigo, but not Matt. Oh, Connor. Connor Pritigo yeah. did a phenomenal job. What's your relationship and there? It, they're cousins. Cousins. And gotcha. uh, uh, Connor is, is a lot younger than Matt. Well, um, I was going to say, it can't be and, his son because no. Matt is too young, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, but, we'll, we'll uh, Josh him a wee bit. Maybe call him yeah, his son yeah, or something. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, back to night number one at Delaware, um, I was spotting for Rick Verburn, and I heard Pritigo's name pop up, mm. and, and Matt was walking towards me, and I was like, I thought you were driving the 19. They're talking and, about and, you, buddy. And and he's like, no, I'm spotting for the 19. I said, well, who the hell is this other pretty go? <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, so anyways, Connor, you know, has, has raced a handful of times now. Right. But to dice it up like he did on Friday night, mm-hmm. man, the, the kid has got a, a rocket ship underneath him. Yep. He's got a lot of learning to do yet, but he's picking up pretty quick. Oh, and yeah. To, you know, um, uh, you know I, I think that uh, he, you know, from all accounts watching it, I think that he picked up a lot of respect from the guys that he raced around. I wouldn't doubt because it. Because he, he really didn't rough anybody up. Nope. Um, and, uh, you know, from, from night number one to now, um, really, that's not a whole lot of time. No. And, yeah. uh, uh, man, the, the guy's up there dicing it up for, for you know, a, a podium spot. Um, you know, came up a little bit short for, for a podium, but uh, there was a stacked field of cars. And, uh, you know, I, I think back to Matt Pritigo's first uh, start at, at Delaware. I was yep. there for that. Yep. Uh, of course, he came out of the road course side, and, and he was just this new guy driving a Siskins number 21 that was partnered up with jo- or Jonathan Erlin. Yep. And, uh, you know, he's just a new guy with a white car with a 21 painted on the side. And, and you know, I think back to that day, and he was right up front, like night number one. I was oh, yeah. like, "Wow, like yeah. who's this Matt Pritigo guy?" Same thing. So it's it runs deep in the the Pritigo family. Yeah, that, uh, part of the DNA. Exactly. Yeah, they're well, they're a smooth race car driver. To see Robley, uh, you know, yes. Matt Robley was in the field. I uh, remember Ed Sheridan. Yep. Uh, Jake was in the field. Like so many good cars. But uh, let me tell you, we got Matt Pritigo coming up here momentarily. Uh, other guests that we're going to have on the show tonight, uh, Super Late Models finally got a chance to see the Supers, seen them at the beach on Saturday night, and it was Glenn Watson, driver that number 22, going to Victory Lane. We'll catch up with Glenn here tonight on the show. Raphael Lazar, Joe, as you know, got the NASCAR Pinty Series season opener 
underway. Of course, that was last weekend at Sunset Speedway. Tonight, Raphael Lazard is going to talk to us. Just ahead, ahead into uh, what G three should be three R. Yeah, the, the Grand three Prix, rivers. the Grand Prix de Trois Rivières. Yeah, did you hear that? Yeah. I spot for a French guy. That's, That's how come I can good. say it. Well, you're doing pretty good. We will talk to uh, Raphael Lazard tonight on the show. Uh, Dave McMahon goes to Victory Lane. Of course, veteran short track racer. Here at Sobel Speedway, you've seen him across the province, but Dave McMahon goes to Victory Lane in the United 8 race Saturday night at the beach. Thought Dave would be a great interview to have on the show. Hasn't been in Victory Lane in some 20 years, Junior. He went to Victory Lane last night and uh, finally broke that streak. But nice to see Dave back into a car. He is running the United States, loving every moment of it, and uh, what, what a cool story. I thought, man, we got to get Dave on this show and he, he let everybody hear from him. Yeah, for sure. You know, Dave McMahon, back in the day, um, you know, 20 years ago, I think back to him running, you know, a, they were called super stocks at the time. Right. Right. right? They were pro stocks for a, a, a handful of years at Sobble Speedway, a super stock, a thunder car, whatever you want to call it. But they were super stocks back then. They were super street stocks. And, uh, you know, his 26 car, uh, you know, I, I think back to he rolled out an LTD. He was like really the You're first right. guy at Sobble You're Speedway. Right. And, and that thing came out of the box and it looked immaculate. It went like Jack the Bear. Mm-hmm. I think he won between him and Scott Field. They won, you know, basically the entire season. Yep. And they they waxed the floor with guys like Dan Wright and Todd Davenport and all those guys that have been in that class for so long. Um, you know, and and really, you know, he just kind of faded off into the background. Yep. And we didn't hear from him for a long period of time. And, uh, you know, it, it's really cool. This United 8 deal brought a guy like him back, you know, yeah. into... Uh, Legitimately in, in, brought him back out of retirement. Exactly. And, uh, you know, they they have dove in headfirst into this United 8 program and the Super Stock program in general. Um, you know, he took part in the f- opening race in the APC series uh, for uh, Quick Wick and, and the APC Super Stock series um, at night number one at Delaware. And, and now, you know, they've they've jumped ahead and, and, and uh, you know, they've, they've ran every night with the United 8s. And every night he's got a little faster, a little faster. Oh, you yeah. could tell that they were working on it. And, uh, you know, last night, of course, ended up in victory lane. Um, it was a popular win at the racetrack. There oh. was a lot of people that were really excited for Dave, and, and rightly so. He's a great dude. Yeah. We'll hear from Dave McMahon shortly. We'll also hear tonight from Kyle Steckley. He goes to victory lane. Another with popular quick, win. Quick, quick, number 24 car. Uh, we'll catch up with Kyle tonight. And then off to Saskatoon. Wine Group Speedway out there. The Super Late Models went trackside for the Freshco 150. Going to Victory Lane was Kevin Dick. He's going to join the show tonight. So we gotta, we're got we going to go all over the country tonight. It's just going to be a night with the winners, and we're going to kick it all off right now with how about Friday night's big winner at Delaware Speedway. Uh, driver of the number 21 Global Warranties Machine, we got Matt Pritigo with us. What's going on tonight there, Matty? Hi, welcome back. Hey, guys. Long time no talk. How y'all doing? Yeah, doing fantastic, man. Uh, good to see you not only back behind the wheel, uh, but back in victory lane. That's the way to make a statement on your return. It, it feels like my first win. It, and uh, you know what? I think it's been a little over a year uh, since we've been in victory lane, and that. 21 Global Warranty Toyota 10 Camry was just on a rail. 
good to be back in that car. We had a really strong APC car at Delaware Speedway for the uh, the first round, and unfortunately the fuel pump did uh, break on us. I think we were running like fourth or fifth at the time. Um, but, yeah, no, we, we, we definitely redeemed ourselves with a really strong finish on Friday night. You know, Matt, the only problem with having a good strong run like you did on uh, on Friday night at Delaware, the fact that you sort of uh, were, were out front like that, they kept showing the race between second and third, third and fourth, and you were out of frame, man. You were way yeah, out there, and they kept saying, well. <laughs> they kept saying, Matt Pertigo is out there. But look at the battle we got going on here. He's in a different area code. Yeah, no, I think we uh, at one point uh, easily had half, half, half a straightaway lead, um, like I said. Hey, you know what? It, it's, it, and it's weird racing back in a weekly series event, too, because at Delaware Speedway, uh, they put the restrictor plates on uh, the late models, right? So mm. definitely a, a, a completely different feel for the first time getting back into a car with a restrictor plate on. Never had one before. It's almost like you get on the throttle and it doesn't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> so you kind of have to adapt your driving style uh, and, and, and definitely make a roll through the corner a little, a little more than you would, you know, with, without a restrictor for an APC race. Um, but you know, it's, it suited our, our driving style. Um, the, the car, like I said, was just on rails and just hooked up in the, in the, in the corners. Um, it's, it's a neat feeling to have when, when you barely have to brake, uh, going into corner one and it just hooks up. <laughs> it feels good. If you're just tuned into Race Time Radio, just so you know, you're a couple minutes late here. But we are with Matt Pertigo, driver of the 21. He went to Victory Lane, Delaware Speedway, just Friday night in his late model. Uh, sort of sets the stage for what's to come here. But Matt, off the top, I mentioned that you had a health scare and it's good to see you back in there. Uh, obviously, the health current concerns are gone. I take it. I hope. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I think so. I'm still waiting for uh, for a call back with with one specialist. Uh, I um, had had a nap and uh, woke up, stood up, and, and passed out. Cracked my head on the uh, the countertop pretty pretty badly. Um, uh, had a heart monitor on for for a couple of days, and I guess. I actually got a phone call on Friday, the, the, the night of the, the race, and they finally reviewed my uh, uh, my data. And uh, I guess my heart stopped for, for four or five seconds while I was sleeping one night. So they, they, they had me uh, going uh, to a specialist, and uh, we'll, we'll see what comes out of that. I feel fine. I You know, it's probably nothing. But um, nonetheless, we'll get that checked out. Uh, but regardless, we'll be back in the car. We're not going to make it to Sunset Speedway uh, next or this coming weekend. Mm. But we will uh, be at Solid Speedway for the next APC race. Ah, good to hear. Good to hear. And you got to take care of that health. Uh, anybody that doesn't know you, Matt, uh, I can attest to the fact, and I know anyone that listens to Race Time Radio and has heard you on a broadcast, uh, anytime I'm at the racetrack and catch you when you first get out of a car, I don't care if it was the Great Canadian 200 or an APC 100, you step out of that race car and you look as fresh stepping out as you did going in. You're in that good a health condition that all for, for all accounts and purposes, you are that guy. And uh, really shocking to hear that, you know, you did have some difficulty, but it only goes to show, Matt, uh, it can it can happen to anybody, and uh, it's good to see then and good to hear that you are on the mend and back into victory lane. That uh, would have been driving not only you crazy, but I can guarantee a whole pile of your race fans, uh, and there's got to be a load of them at every racetrack. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird when I don't show up to one of those big races. I think, you know, honestly, I've been racing since I was six years old. I'm 33 now. Uh, started in go-karts, did open-wheel cars, uh, did Grand Am racing, you know, like uh, Daytona Speedway, stuff like that. I've never missed one race in my whole life throughout my whole karting career, you know, uh, up till now. And, uh, you know, I, missing two races this year, it's, it's, it's a kind of a struggle, but... It's also a, a, a nice change, and it kind of gives you a, a new look upon everything. Uh, my daughter just turned one um, two months ago, so I've been having a, a whale of a time with her, and she's almost walking and going to the cottage and stuff like that. So it kind of brings a, a fresh new perspective in, in, in what you do in life. But uh, nonetheless, we'll get back in the race car again soon for the next uh, Salt Lake City race. And no pressure, Matt. That's what it's got to be now. You're not in the points. When you miss a couple like that, it sort of takes the pressure off a guy. It does. You know, it feels feels nice. You feel fresh going to each race because you don't really have any expectations for, for, for getting any points. You're just there to win. And, and we definitely put a statement down on Friday. We uh, Our first race back, we're there to win. And, and we'll, we'll be there to win every other uh, EPC race or wherever we go next. Well, I will tell you, Matt, this is, uh, you know, from years of experience and uh, the key to, you know, perfect health is cheeseburgers. (laughs) So if you just if you just keep on a uh, on a for dinner, (laughs) (laughs) that's why you feel so good. That's right. Cheeseburgers. It's the way to go. Yeah, Um, no, it's uh, exactly. I don't for dinner. That's (laughs) (laughs) That's the key. I'm telling you, it's the key to perfect health. Follow it up with a couple of beers. That's right. You ask you ask me or dj or any of them that's the it's the key to success man exactly hey. no but like i said we're looking forward to for the rest of the year i i have actually been helping out my cousin uh connor he's, he started racing late models this year as well he's on his uh actually friday was his third race ever, third race ever in the late model and um he's he's coming top 10 every every night at delaware and he's, he's doing great so I've, I've been spotting for him when i'm not actually at the track so that's that's actually keeping me busy as well. Yeah, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, watching the race, you know, coming through the field, uh, you started, you know, mid-pack. Uh, you started back there a little ways. Um, you had to you had to make some passes to get up to the front. Um, and one of the best battles that, that happened throughout the night was, was the two Pritigos. You guys raced side by side. You guys, you guys raced side by side for a long period of time. Good, clean, hard racing. Um, I would pay to watch that race again. Um, and, and that, it's gotta be fun, you know, looking at, at, you know, any type of family member or friendship that's on the racetrack. Once the helmets go on, the family member or friendship is off and it's racing. And you guys, you guys raced each other hard. You could tell that he wanted to keep you behind him and uh, you could tell that you wanted to be in front of him so it was it was a lot of fun to watch yeah no that was that was a neat feeling i've never uh, actually i shouldn't say never I, my, my brother actually used to race carts against me back in the day but um connor's my cousin and uh like i said i've, I've been spawning for him for pretty much ever uh, every delaware race so far and and i've i've been on that radio the whole time telling him what to do what i would do so he definitely knows what I would do in some situations, and it's nice to see he uh, he actually learned from what I've what I've been teaching him. And um, the kid's doing well. Like I said, he's 16, only only three races into a late model career, and and he's battling with me. Um, not only me, but you know regulars that go out to, on a Friday night or like Petey Shepherd, those kind kinds of guys so um, he's definitely holding his own and and doing a lot better than i ever honestly expected and and i really look forward to 
uh, helping him in his uh, future. He definitely has a bright one, that's for sure. <laughs> now you're gonna you're gonna say you're gonna do a lot less telling him what to do after that side by side battle, though, I'm, right? I'm not spotting for him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I this is what I would do. I would roll over the for the 21 car. The, yeah, you know, I was gonna say <laughs> number one rule when the 21 comes to your outside, Connor. <laughs> you lift. A- actually give us a wave and let me go on by, and then I will continue to help. I'll, I'll make the hole. Just follow me. That's that's right. right. Shake and bake, baby. Well, exactly. you are teaching them the correct way, I can tell you that. Uh, great show Friday night at Delaware. Good to see you back behind the wheel, Matt. And I know everyone uh, that gets out and uh, either uh, comes out to the race or views it on G-Force uh, always gets their money's worth when that 21 car is in that field. And uh, they're about to get their money's worth again here coming up real soon. Are you going to, is there any more Friday nights at Delaware before you get into the APC uh, series again, or what's the plan? Uh, this weekend I'm off. This weekend uh, there's no Delaware racing this weekend because of, I believe, the HC race. Uh, and then I think the following weekend, if I'm not mistaken, a Sauble, you guys can probably clarify that. Yep. Uh, 21st. 21st, yeah. Yep. So if, if there is another weekly series event, I, I definitely love to run it, uh, whether it's another 75 uh, invitational. I, 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 I I'd love to get another 75 laps in. It kind of gets my, my body moving a little more um, rather than a 35 lapper. But if, if, if the schedule per, per, permits, I'll, I'll definitely be there again. Uh, good deal. And uh, more power to you, man. I look forward to catching you. I'll be at that beach race. You can count on that. And I look forward to always spending some time with you, Matty. Perfect. I appreciate it very much. It you was good betcha. that you didn't finish second, too. That bridesmaid dress, you must, you must have thrown it away. I, I did. You know, we, we have a couple wins at that Sauble, and I think maybe one second. So we'll, we'll, we'll be there again to win the next race. Hopefully it's a doubleheader to make up from that rain delay. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be cool? We'll have to wait and find out what happens there. Matt Pertigo, thanks for the time tonight. Enjoy that victory. Appreciate it very much. Thank you You want to believe it. 21 Global Warranties. Matt Pertigo, always a great guest, always a lot of fun. Great guy. Honestly, he brings so much to the not just him his whole team right he's connected with mike mccall and those guys yep john his dad uh is is not just a, a a dad or a fan or a crew member he's an ambassador for the sport you know the his entire team is they bring so much to the table for the series for the tracks for the fans for everything and you know it's it, it's tough to maintain that status. You know, it's tough yep. to be an ambassador for the sport for a long period of time without stepping on landmines, without, you know, making people mad, without, you know, one thing or another happening. Right. And, and not being viewed as an ambassador anymore. Those guys are always going to be ambassadors for the sport. Yep. And, and uh, you know, they, they bring a level of professionalism. If there was 24 Matt Pertigos on the racetrack... Oh. You wouldn't be able to fit another person in the grandstand. No, you wouldn't. And and uh, you know, I say that you know, I'm I'm good friends with him. You know, I I I I really enjoy Matt as a person and the family and and all of them. Um, but they he, he's an aggressive racer. 
he, you know, he's not just a friendly guy that that is going to move over or or nope. or roll over and give the position up. But he's also not a guy that's going to drive through you for the win. Nope. Um, but guaranteed, he's going to put on and he's going to use every tool in his toolbox to get past you to get that win. And that's uh, uh, he races with a level of respect that needs to be you know honored and and people need to talk about that more. Um, and uh, you know he 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 bumps, he rubs, he he puts door marks on the car um but that's what this sport is built on and and uh you know it's uh he's just a great cat i've never seen matt pertigo get out of a car with his hair on fire and being really mad or and it, uh, it, even when i've seen opportunities for matt pertigo to get out of a race car yep. and take that walk over to that other guy's car yep. i've seen him in a position to do that yep. but i've never ever seen him do that and uh, I'm always one of those guys with the microphone stuffed in the face of the guy when they get out of the car. And I've seen Matt uh, it, plenty of times be in a position where he should have been mad. Matt gets out of the car and he's that monotone, nice, even Thanks his sponsors. Thanks, thanks his everybody. And, and then goes on and, and <laughs> fixes it the next race. Right? That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I the mean, way he is. You know, he dices it up. He, I've 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 seen him get into guys he's a short track racer he will outsmart you is what he'll do yep and uh just a a great cat but ambassador for the sport and uh you know hats off to them and and that's the reason why he's got 70 sponsors on his car you know when you look at that car there is a sticker everywhere yeah um but uh yeah no definitely a lot of people could take a page out of that book keep your eyes open for the 21 global warranties machine of that matt pertigo uh don't don't ever underestimate uh, underestimate Easy for him. you to say. He is going to be at the beach. That's so cool. am I. Okay, quick break. When we come back, let's turn it up a bit, shall we? Super late models. That's Sable last night for 50 laps. The winner next, right here. Hey, race fans. This is Scott Stuckley. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot, pull the trigger, and join Rackhunter Nation. On both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. 
Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Well, I'll tell you, last night at Sobble Speedway, uh, there was a lot of tracks that had a lot of weather issues, and we kind of thought early in the day, oh, man, we could be getting wet at the beach again on Saturday night. And then the forecast cleared out right around 11 a.m., uh, things started to improve, and I'll tell you what, they just got better and better as the day and the night started to progress. And uh, we were fortunate enough to have the Ontario Super Late Models in at Sobble Speedway for the first time this year. And uh, what a great field of cars. And talk about a dynamite race. Uh, we had it on the track last night at Sobble. Uh, two wide, and, and sometimes uh, there was even peaks for three wide. That wouldn't work so well, but two wide was working. And our next guest was one of those guys uh, that was going too wide and raced a long time with Dario Capriccio, uh, the 03 car. Uh, the 22 of Glenn Watson was the guy coming out with the checkered flag, and he joins us now on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, 22? How are you? Hey, good, guys. How you doing? Fantastic. Glenn, thanks for putting on a show last night. I'll tell you what, that was a good one. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was uh, pretty fierce up there. Uh, it was a, it was a really good race, at least from my seat, anyways. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. It would have been. Things were firing off. That looked like the Glenn Watson of uh, of a few years ago. Man, you were a couple years ago. There was nobody touching you behind the wheel of that car. You were the man to beat each and every time out. It's a competitive series. It really is. We've had a we've had a few new guys come in uh, this year. And uh, the guys coming down from uh, from Sault Ste. Marie, and and it's and it seems some of the other guys have picked up their game too. And it's uh, it's a very competitive field. You know, you you look over race monitor, and uh, you know, going through practice and heat races, and it's it's pretty close out there. Yeah, it sure is. I, uh, Vern Monk and I were up in the pit tower last night. That's where we viewed the race from. 
and uh, I had a race monitor in my hand. I uh, watching the lap times. Um, uh, Dustin did some good. Uh, Dustin Jackson uh, was there, and I believe Dustin is one of those guys from up in Sault Ste. Marie. He yeah, was yeah, he, is, he yeah. was in the top five. I can't remember exactly where he finished, but I want to say. Uh, I think it was uh, six or seven laps to go. He was the fastest car on the track. He was faster <laughs> yeah. than both you and the three. I don't, I don't know where he came from or what he was doing back there the whole race, but he uh, he turned up the wick, and, man, he uh, he was in there. That's funny how it works, Glenn, isn't it? Where, you know, you, you got a 50-lap race. There was a couple of cautions in this race, but nothing out of the ordinary. You know, like, uh, it was a fast-paced race. And you think, you know, you're getting into the closing laps of the race, and all of a sudden, you know, somebody that's back there, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth, all of a sudden starts busting off laps, like, faster than everybody's been going all day. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, for sure. Like, he, I don't know how his race went. Like, he may have been uh, taking it easy or, you know, just kind of caught in between some stuff and wasn't able to race uh, as hard as some of us. Like, I know at the front, racing with Dario, uh, God, we raced side-by-side side for a number of laps on each of the restarts. And, man, he uh, he was hanging tough out there. And and, and we were and – when I was able to get in front of him, he kept the pressure on, uh, like he was right there the whole time. So, you know, we raced pretty hard and, and probably used up a lot of the tire along the way. So I don't know if that made the difference or, uh, or, uh, you know, maybe some of, maybe this old guy is getting tired out and, uh, and the young kid's coming to take it away from me. Well, they're <laughs> going to have their work cut out. I tell you what, you don't roll over and let anybody drive on by. Uh, that 22 oh, no. car was hooked up last night. You were hooked up from uh, from from the unloading portion of it right through the night. Uh, you were the man to beat, and uh, kind of cool to see you in victory lane. Yeah, it, it was uh, great to be back in there. Uh, and we haven't uh, – it, it's been a complete drought, but uh, we, we – we like to stack a few uh, trophies away, you know, each year, but uh, it's been a little slim pickings the last couple. So, you know, that's, that's it. the cars are getting more competitive, and uh, it's you got to fight just a little harder out there. Glenn, uh, the 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 Ontario Super Late models uh, really have went through you know, more transition periods than everybody wants. You know, when, when you run in a series, uh, you know, you look at the transitions that, that you know, have went and, and taken place. And, and, you know, we can rewind, you know, back 20 years. Um, and it seems like it's very cyclical. And, and you know, it seems like it, there's, there's a, you know, a point in time after three to five years where where something happens with the series, and and you know whether whether it goes from Oscar to to the Outlaw Super Late models, or from the Outlaw Super Late models to the Ontario Super Late models, uh, the you know the the model continues to change, but the racing doesn't. And and you know I look at what John Cadman and and you know the entire team that they've assembled have been able to do. Uh, and and it's kind of like a phoenix out of the ashes type of deal where where you know he and yourself and and the competitors that were there this past Saturday night uh, basically resurrected something that that a lot of people had kind of written off um, and and a lot has to be said and a lot of credit has to go to everybody that strapped a helmet on and everybody that that showed up both at sunset for race number one and then as well at Sobel Speedway um, and then as well moving on towards the the end of the year um, 
you know, you guys have, have really, you know, put together and assembled a series that is amazing to watch on the racetrack. Great com- competition. I think everybody that was there, you know, had a good time and, and, you know, and, and that, that means a lot. And then as well, on top of that, the fans got their money's worth. So you checked all the boxes as a competitor, as a series, as all of that. Um, where do you see the series going? And, and, you know, do you, do you see this being a long-term thing? And, and, you know, where do you see, you know, kind of where the series is at? Well, uh, I, I don't know that we've got that answer yet. Um, you know, it's at, at the start of, uh, or in the, I guess in the winter, just before Christmas, we found out that the tracks weren't even interested in putting together, putting together any races for us. So, you know, we kind of all got together and, and tried to get this thing going again or keep it going. And the support from everybody has been really strong. So, you know, all we can ask is that, uh, guys continue to, you know, keep getting their cars out there and keep putting the work in and, and, uh, We'll try to keep on putting on good shows, and and I think we have to take it, you know, a step at a time. We have to get our program back to where um, the tracks want us to come. Uh, you know, it's it's we we had some pretty lean years there with cars showing up, and and I don't blame you know you can't blame the tracks for for not getting the product that they expect to get, and you know and that and then they get the heat from the fans. So you know we've we've got to kind of try and build ourselves back up a little bit, get us ourselves into a position where we're, you know, something that the tracks want to have there. And, uh, you know, maybe we can get the thing back up where, you know, we've got uh, 20 cars showing up again or more and uh, and just get thing, this thing back to where it is because the people just love these cars. Uh, people like watching them. Uh, they're very passionate about about the cars. and uh, And once the guys get into them, they don't want to race anything else because there's nothing else like it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's nothing like sticking a rocket between your legs like you guys do. Uh, just <laughs> amazing. On a rattlesnake. Yeah, exactly. What does DJ call it? And I know he got it from somebody in NASCAR. It's like uh, flying a fighter jet in a gymnasium yeah, with exactly, those cars. Yeah. Sometimes that's what it's like. Yeah, I got oh, a, amazing. I, I'm, pu- I'm pulling up a quote here. Oh. This is from Tim Ellis. Yeah. And it was just, we were talking, you know, I, I put a post out that the Outlaws are, are going to be at. At Sauble Speedway tonight, and that right. was on uh-huh. that was on Saturday night. Right, and and Ellis had a, a great quote here, and I'm I'm just pulling it up here, but uh, I I've got so many pictures of a baby deer here, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, so so I I posted you know great weather tonight, uh, the Outlaw Super Lates, United Eights, Junior Lates. You know, and and he said, "Sure, wish I was in a super tonight. Uh, won the last uh-huh. time they were there. Man, that was fun." And I said, "Yeah, that that MRE or that McCall car was sporty." And he said, "Oh, yeah. oh it was sporty, all right. Like whacking a sleeping silverback gorilla with a bat. <laughs> That's so so stepping on a gorilla or, or stepping on a rattlesnake or however you want to put it. You guys, that's the coolest part about a super late is there's a lot of ways to describe it, and it's always an aggressive one. Yep, yep, for sure." And your summer is not complete unless you've witnessed at least one super late model race. And for the record, when the other tracks were saying, oh, no, we'll back off on the supers, we'll set aside maybe a year and let them rebuild, 
I was the guy that said, no, sir, Rebob. Yeah. We got to yeah, have a super really race at the beach. The support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, you know, it's for good cause, Glenn. Uh, seeing guys like you and John Cadman, and uh, there's so many good teams. The passers have been in there forever. Um, yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. And it's just incredible uh, to see you guys on track. I thought back last night, actually, uh, and I said to Vern Monk, so ironic, uh, Glenn Watson out there in Victory Lane. We just watched you in the race. I said to Vern, you know, I think back to the early days of Race Time Radio. Uh, there was Fred and uh, Bob and I doing it at yeah, CFO yeah. Weston Own Sound. And we had Glenn Watson on the air one night. And at that time, you just had transitioned out of All-Star. And you got yourself a super late model. And right. I, I, the big crate thing was all happening. It was all brand new. And I said to you, uh, Glenn, when do you think we're ever going to see a crate engine in a super late model? And you said, Joe, you're nuts. You're never going to see that. And well, I you remember. Can't say never because there was. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Hanley run one and, uh, and was successful with it. And, and there were a couple other guys as well. Too. But it's, it's, it's not easy to do. Like you, you've got to have your, You've got to have your stuff together, and you got to—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a different animal to drive. Oh, but, it's uh, got to be. It's—I I don't think it's not the right place. Now, is there something maybe we can do with the rules to—to to, I don't know. See, I guess part of the problem is a lot of the guys think they need 800 horsepower to go out and race these things, and right. you don't really. Um, you know, it, it's helpful at uh, Ducasa, sure, um, but everywhere else. Like if you can get 550, 600 horsepower, that's that's more than enough. And I and and I, from what I heard, uh, Dustin last night had a steel-headed motor on, which is is more than enough. I've got one mm-hmm. still that uh, one last uh, last season we were running. Right. So you know you don't need the big horsepower. And I, I think you can run one of these cars uh, for the same or less than you can run a prolate. Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, there's, I think, a misconception about uh, the cost of these things. Absolutely, 100%. The bodies are a lot cheaper to work on, right? right. The, you know, and when you when you have to reskin the right side, it's a sheet of, it's a sheet of tin and 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 yeah. some paint or some wrap, um, and yeah. and yeah. you can do that with a break in the shop. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty yeah. awesome that way. And and you know, when you look at at the the motor package, and and I was talking to a couple of different guys um, that actually had the the McGonagall equalizer, yep. Um, yep. you know, in their car. Um, really, yep. that's a that's a phenomenal platform. I know Andrew Grizel you know, has got one of those, sure, yeah, um, yeah. in his car and, um, the 51 car, uh, which was Baker's car, Ethan's car. Yeah. He, um, was he, had, he had a McGonagall equalizer in there and, uh, you know, it, it gives you the opportunity. It doesn't, you know, you don't need 800 horsepower, but if you land no, it, you, no. you can, you can rock and roll with it. Right. And, and yep. it's fun. Uh, but the nice part about it is no matter what track you're on here in Canada, and I mean yeah. all of Canada, even at Jucasa. Um, you know, if you've got 600 horsepower, you need to dial that thing in. Yeah. And and you've got oh, too yeah. much car yeah. for the track. So really, it comes down to the driver. It comes down to having the power to overcome the mistakes. And 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 really, at the end of the day, it comes down to who can who, you know who can hold the throttle on the longest and who can hold the brake on the least. And and <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's pretty much it. And yeah. the the neat part about the Outlaw Super Late models is. You know, you see guys make the mistake in the center of the corner and, and, you know, the runs that you guys get, you know, there was a couple times in there where, where you would drive into the center and, and, you know, you, your car would, would, 
you know, push up the track a little bit, you, you miss the line, and the 03 car would catch you, like, you know, yeah. five car lengths all at once, Zing. instantly, uh-huh. and then and yeah. then you'd pull back away, and that's the stuff that the fans get excited about, and I, I think that, uh, you know, long term, I, I wish you guys nothing but success, and, and uh, good good on you, it was an awesome race to watch, and, uh, you know, it was, thanks for entertaining us last night. Oh, it was fun, uh, and, and just as good after the race, there were so many people that came down uh with their kids and kids were climbing in out of the car and it was uh you know such uh, big smiles on their faces and that's that's as much fun as the racing part of it well you guys did awesome what's next for you glenn where's your next race uh we are august 28th at peterborough speedway ah another track that you guys always perform well on that d-shaped yeah, uh, short track is yeah she's pretty exciting when they get to peterborough yep yep for sure Dynamite stuff. I seen some new sponsorship on your car too. Yeah, we've got uh, the, the the regulars that we've had on there. Line X has been with us for a long time. Clutch Canada, uh, Top Shops, uh, Redline uh, uh, Signing Apparels. They've come on and uh, taken over our graphics, and uh, I I I, uh, I really like the new look of our uh, of our number and uh, the the look of the car. Um, We've got uh, Tropical Gems is on now. They they just opened up a new store in Barrie. Uh, classic Autobot or Classic uh, Towing is uh, is back with us, and uh, yeah, just uh, we'll play it in for anybody. But yeah, just you know, a lot of partners that have been with us a long time, and some uh, some new people on uh, helping us out as well. Well, congratulations on the fifty at the beach. You did it there. And uh, good on you for keeping that Watson name in victory lane. I know Brandon's doing his best to keep it going. On the yeah. APC side, you're doing a pretty damn good job yourself. Well, thank you. Uh, glad we can get one in uh, somewhat early in the season, I guess. Uh, and hopefully we can uh, we can grab another one before the season's over. Well, I hope to catch you again before the season's open uh, over. Uh, I always love my super late model racing. Glenn, you have a good one, uh, and keep the shiny side up, brother. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. You betcha. Glenn Watson, driver of that number 22. Uh, just a super fine gentleman. And uh, tell you what, a tough, tough competitor on the Speedway. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, Raphael Lazard is going to join us. We'll talk NASCAR Pindy. Stay with us. Don't know I'm down here. Must be something I said. This is Glenn Hertzke, the driver of number 14 Super Late Model at Race Time Radio. We'll be right back. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuel, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. 
Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is now on free previews all July. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchak. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. (laughs) I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you closer. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. I think I like it too. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Little Joey Vinegar right there. I think I like it, too. Check his video out. Uh, Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? Our next guest uh, started racing all way back there. The snow was still here, uh, but he was in a truck down in uh, in NASCAR, uh, driving uh, in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series and uh, going through the season, and all of a sudden, uh, he came back to Canada, and we thought, oh, man, what's going to happen to Raphael Lazard now? What's he going to do? Well, <laughs> question answered. He gets into an Oscar Pinty's car for the season opener for an ailing uh, number. I thought it was 24, and it was 80, Donald Tige. And uh, lo-, lo and behold, Raphael Lazard goes out there, fills in for Mr. Tige, and takes his car to victory lane in race number one. Both features, and Raphael goes out and creams the field, uh, wins both of them. He joins us now on the hotline right now. What's going on tonight there, Mr. Raphael Lazard? How are you? I'm good. What about you? Oh, been so long since we chatted, my friend. Uh, it's got to seem like, I don't know, two years put into one for you, uh, and things are just starting to roll in the NASCAR Penny Series. You're doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. I was not supposed to do uh, any races in the Pinty Series uh, this year, but uh, Donald Teach called me. He hurt his hands, and 
needed a driver and I said yes, I couldn't say no to the opportunity to go uh, race with White Motorsports, uh, T Chevrolet. It was a great time and uh, first time at Sunset, it went pretty good. I'm uh, really happy with the result. It was uh, awesome to get my third win in the NASCAR, second and third win in the NASCAR Penske Series. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you've only been in the car twice and you've won three times. <laughs> Four times. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I mean, in the NASCAR Pinties, I think I raced four races total and ah. got three wins and three oval, uh, one road course, and in the oval, I'm three for three. So <laughs> good. Good deal. And I know you have got the capabilities of winning every time you get into the car. Uh, and uh, Sunset Speedway, how did you like that little track? I know you won, so you got to love it. But what did you think of Sunset? Uh, it was a different uh, little racetrack. Uh, it's bumpy. It's uh, it's wear out. you got to save your tires. and uh, There's not that much grip, uh, but it's fun. It's fun because ma- it makes it challenging. And there's a big bump going in turn one. It's crazy how bumpy that bump is, but it makes it fun. It makes the challenge all of it. And it was uh, my first time seeing the place on uh, last Saturday, last sa- Saturday morning, and I got in the car, 45 minutes of practice. It went pretty good. I was getting comfortable with the racetrack. The car was great, and we got it uh, pretty good for the race, I would say. <laughs> Absolutely, the car was the it definitely lights out. Um, it looked it looked comfortable to drive. It looked like you were able to save. Um, you know, uh, watching watching you, it, you know, through the middle portion of that race, uh, you were one of the only cars that were keeping it square, and everybody else was sideways, and and their hair was on fire coming off of every corner, and <laughs> and uh, uh, you were able to save, and and uh, it, you know, towards the uh, towards the end of that race, you had a real good shot at at it on both sides. Uh, race number two was a little bit more dominant, um, but uh, Raphael, you know, I, I think back to watching you in your first Pinty's race uh, where you got the win at Chaudière. Uh Really, you were uncontested to a certain degree. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of bumping and banging. There wasn't a whole lot of aggression out of the rest of the field and, and yourself. Uh, I think back to Trois-Rivières. <coughs> Excuse me for race number two, um, and and it was very similar. You know, you, you got into a, a situation where where you were able to ride, and and uh, you know, you, 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 it was it was a you know a quiet day for Rafael Lasard. Uh, now fast forward to you know sunset. Um, it, there was a lot of aggression front to back in that field. Uh, there was you know a, a lot of people called them the twin fiberglass one twenty fives. There was a lot of you know, damaged race cars and hurt feelings at the end of it. Uh, were you surprised at the level of aggression, um, you know, after after your two previous starts? Or, or was it something that you were kind of anticipating when you rolling into a, a bull ring like Sunset? Well, uh, the first race went pretty smooth, I would say. I mean, we started 14th, and I made my way to the front with all a mark on the car. And the second race, I knew it was going to be tough because uh, they they all wanted to to beat the number 80, and that's uh, we were the guy to beat. And I think uh, I ran off off front the whole race, and I had way more damage 
then coming through the field on, on the race number one. So it was uh, kind of weird. I mean, I never had someone run in my rear bumper that much in my entire <laughs> life and my entire racing career. So it was uh, it was pretty special. I mean, I, I don't know what was going on, what was in somebody's drink, but he was uh, bunk bumping me pretty hard i would say it was it <laughs> go was, after Raphael. absolutely it was uh it was quite sporty there you know when you, when i look at uh you know i've seen lots of pinty's races where where you know the, the aggression gets ratcheted up but it'll get ratcheted up in one portion of the field or, or another you know so it'll be the front half of the field or the back half or you know maybe the middle portion of the field somebody you know there, there's always some time in there where where there's a little bit of aggression um, but when I look at that second race in sunset, man, it was like, everybody was mad at each other. It was like, you know, just arcing off each other and, and you know, the fans, I know, you know, today was, was the frontline workers 125 on TSN, uh, next weekend will be the second portion, the second race that you won on TSN. I urge everybody to watch that race. Um, and, uh, obviously watch all of them, but, but watch that race because it was, uh, it was definitely special there was a lot of aggression and and uh hats off to you for coming out uh, uh with the win and and looking forward to seeing you at trois Rivière. that was a big announcement yeah yeah i'm very excited to go to trois Rivière. uh it should be that's another race that i was not supposed to do but i'm doing right now so it's a uh, good news and i'm really excited for it uh to come back with one motorsports uh with napa on the car napa auto parts it's should be a good weekend. It's gonna be uh, really busy. I'll, I'll be doing the. They're bringing some dirt car to Trois-Rivières, so it it should be a, a good show. Uh, but I'm gonna be doing bolt class, bolt series. So it's gonna be jumping from one car to another. But I, I'm really looking forward to it. And big thanks to uh, Donald Teach for the, these opportunity. And uh, we'll see. Uh, what the futures brings, but I would love to do more uh, and more Finty's race this year. Well, you can't go wrong with Napa on there. I can tell you that you're going to represent them well. And great, uh, great part supply company. That's where everybody should be shopping is at Napa. Uh, Raphael, it's going to be very, very interesting. As Brad Mann used to always say on our broadcast, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see you in that field, especially on home turf and on a road course, you just love it there. You're going to shine. I can see it coming. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, we'll see because I know these guys are phenomenal road course uh, drivers. So uh, you got Andrew Ranger, Lacroix, uh, Dumoulin, uh, Marc-Antoine Camiran. They are just very, very good on road, road course. So if I can run with them, I think I'll, I'll be doing something right. But uh, it's going to be hard. I'm going to focus as much as I can and uh, be ready. Uh, I'm ready to go and improve my uh, road course skills. Uh, dynamite stuff. You're going to be in good company. Good luck in the race. Uh, we know we're going to have the winner on here on Race Time Radio. You never know, Raphael. We could be getting together again next Sunday night. Perfect. Hopefully we do. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks so much. That's Raphael Lazard. He's driving the number 80 in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Off to Three Rivers they go. The schedule only gets tougher from this point forward. They're going to have a lot of NASCAR races 
in a short period of time. You don't want to miss them. If you're in that market, get out to the race. If not, be ready on tsn.ca. You're going to be able to watch the race there if you can't be at the track. We got to throw it to Toronto, get you up to date on some news and highlights, and we'll be back for hour two right here on Race Time. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, look at that. One hour in the books, one more to go. Let me tell you who we got coming up in this hour. In just a couple of moments, we're going to hear from Dave McMahon. He went to Victory Lane just last night at Sobble Speedway in the brand new United 8 class. We'll hear from the number 26 here in just a few moments. Kyle Steckley, driver of the number 24, goes to Quick Wick Victory Lane, Flamborough Speedway, in his lay model. And we're going to hear from Kyle. And then we're going to go off to Saskatoon, and we're going to check in with the Wina Group. How about uh, the Freshco 150 was on the racetrack last night. Kevin Dick goes to Victory Lane in the number 10 car. Kevin going to join the show here, all coming up here in hour number two. But, Junior, Raphael was talking about dirt cars and three rivers. I sure, he sort of lost me on that. What is going on with that? Yeah, they're bringing dirt modifieds, like center steer dirt modifieds. Uh, they're going to run them on the road course at wow. Trois-Rivières. Really? It's going to be pretty wild. It's uh, So, like an asphalt tire or what? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, they'll uh, they'll run an asphalt tire. Uh, it's not it's not a new thing to see them, you know, diversify a a center steer car, you to know. To go left and right? Um I've never the, the I've one, never heard of it. New Jersey Motorsports Park did it a few years back. Okay. Um and it was a big show. Um and uh I've also seen them on plenty of asphalt ovals as yes. well. Yeah. Um you know, I think back to, you know, a few of the big shows uh in the past where um you know, they they've shown up and they've done, you know, dirt modified races on asphalt. Um and you know, when I when I heard about it, I was like that's crazy. <laughs> but it's less crazy than than, you know, they usually have late models that run on the road course there. Right, right. And really a late model is built just to go left and a center steer modified is, is should be able to go can, left or right. You can skew the thing and and you can make the thing go left, but I mean it, it is square built. So it's uh 
you know, more conducive, really, to, to left and right. It'll be really interesting to see how they control the body roll and what the kind of rules are. I'm going to go down to the pit area, definitely, and check them out. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it'll be, they'll be bad fast, and, and it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Well, you've never seen an NASCAR Pindy's race unless you've been to Three Rivers and watched these guys live at this place. Uh, Dominic, their promoter, does an amazing job. Uh, the fans are off the hook. Uh, been there, seen it live. Amazing. Check it out. If you're anywhere near Three Rivers next weekend, you want to be at that Pindy's race, you're going to get an eyeful, I'll tell you that. And uh, going to be some great competition on the racetrack. But let's go now back to the hotline. And let's welcome in our next guest. He goes to Victory Lane 20 years ago and did it again last night. At Sobble Speedway in the United States, drives to the number 26. His name, Dave McMahon. We got him on the hotline. What's going on, David? How are you? Hey, Joe. I'm, uh, I'm doing good. hope you're doing well tonight as well. You want to believe it. Man, good job last night watching you in that black 26. Man, you had her hooked up last night, buddy. It was. It was, uh, it was a good night. Uh, you know, really thankful that I had the opportunity. And, yeah, things, uh, you know, the racing gods were shining down on me and kind of against everyone else. It was a tough night for some of those people. Um, certainly not for me, though. It worked well. Yeah, Dave, you know, it happens, right? Sometimes you're the windshield and sometimes you're the bug. Last night, man, that car was flying and it, it really, it owed you one. It owed you a couple, really, because you've had your nose to the grindstone since race number one this year. You haven't been out a country mile, but you just haven't hit victory lane until last night. But you've been threatening every single night you've been in that car. Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, you know, full disclosure, I owed one to my team or my family after that, uh, Dacker Cash. That was a driver error that, uh, that took a, you know, top five car and brought it home in 15th. And that wasn't acceptable. So I had a bit of fire in my belly to do something different this week and, you know, got a, certainly got it done. That, that's cool. Uh, love the format. Love watching the reaction from different race teams. And, uh, you know, watching you, Dave, uh, from race number one, and then watching you last night in that performance, uh, I'll tell you what, it is something cool to see the diversification on the racetrack and to see the competition level. Uh, it's really cool for fans to come and check. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Joe. I wouldn't, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the combined, sorry, combined four United 8 style racing, I probably wouldn't be back at the track. You know, I like, I like how it works. I like that it's not about who spends the most money or who has the best equipment. You know, last night I was out there with hot, you know, Oscar Hot Rod, uh, Pro Late Model, a couple of Late Models, and and a few Super Stocks. So it was uh, it was pretty cool racing uh, all those different classes of cars at the same time. Now I heard Dave Middleton your interview in Victory Lane, and I do believe Dave said what Dave? How long's it been? Twenty years, and I believe you said not twenty years to the day since you were yeah, in Victory it, Lane. Yeah, it's pretty close. My my last victory was in uh, September of. Uh, 2001 and that was a you know a sunset race leading up to uh to uh autumn colors in peterborough so yeah pretty close to 20 years to the day and and joe we said that at victory lane it was fun and then some people come up to me afterwards and they're like it's been 20 years since you've had a checkered flag it's like no no let me clarify i stopped racing for 20 years it's not like i've been racing 20 years you know without a victory so 
Yeah, well, and what did the Eagles say uh, after they broke up and came back? Uh, Glenn Fry, I believe, said, no, nah, we, we didn't break up. We just took a 14-year vacation. And that's that, like you, Dave. You guys just took a 20-year holiday. Yeah, absolutely. It, was, uh, it, is, it does feel, you know, very much like it, like it used to be. And, you know, racing with a lot of the same people. You know, a couple of those restarts, Doug Wilson on the outside. You know, what a, what a comforting feeling. You just know he's going to race you hard and clean and, you know, raced him for a lot of years and just love that. Kevin Finley, you know, raced him. You know, he had some bad luck last night. And certainly your heart goes out for him. That uh, was a beautiful car that he got kind of tore up. So it was uh, not so good for him, that's for sure. Dave, uh, you know, we just had Glenn Watson on, on the show, um, you know, earlier, and we were talking about super late models. And, uh, you know, super late models, really, it, it, if you've got 500 horsepower or 800 horsepower, you, you've still got too much car for the racetrack. So it comes down to the driver, it comes down to the talent, and, and it comes down to the setup and, and making sure that you can hook up as much as you can and, and you can go as fast as possible, right? And and when I look at the United Eights and and the racing that we see on the racetrack, there's cars that are faster through the ends. There's cars that are faster down the straightaway. There's cars that are more balanced. Uh, your car seems to be a very balanced race car. You're you're decent through the center. You're decent down the straightaway, uh, and and you're able to put laps together. Uh, when when you look at the overall landscape and and like how you uh, you know have have you know, built your car and, and got ready and, and, and actually put a, a car on the racetrack. Tell the fans a little bit about the, the actual, the, you know, the nuts and bolts of your racing operation and, and, and what makes it attractive to you. Yeah. So we, uh, <clears throat> we, we bought a, a relatively new, uh, super stock car. We had Brian McDonald look it over and make some changes to it. Um, and uh, Tony Cavlin gave us some assistance as well. But really, it's a, you know, it's a super stock uh, legal car. Um, you know, it's a tough field running a super stock series. It's uh, a lot of competitors out there. Um, we had some challenges when we went to Delaware for the first race and decided we would try the beach. And it just fits so well with what we wanted to do and closer to home and, and uh, you know, picking and choosing the races and every race being like an invitational. It's, uh, it's really lined up, you know, much better than we wanted to. Uh, the car itself, you know, just a standard uh, super stock car, Camaro slip, leaf spring car with a crate motor, um, you know, not a not a high dollar piece by any stretch. Uh, some used body panels even on it and, you know, just assembled it and took our time, nut and bolted it real well and uh, it's been working good and, you know, got some good guys helping you. That's, that's the biggest thing. We're with Dave McMahon tonight. He wins the United 8 race at Saddle Speedway last night, beat a lot of really good cars, uh, did a phenomenal job. Uh, Dave, when you look at sponsorship and you look at team, uh, you do have a great team. Seeing some guys in the pits that I haven't seen in a while, but, man, they're all focused in on that 26 car. Who all have you got working with you there? Yeah, you know what? I'd just like to talk to you a little bit about that, Joe. Last night was pretty special. I uh, I bought some used rims from, from the Lapsovich crew, and, uh, and they were going to get them delivered to the track last night, so... I went over to the 71 super late to get my rims and, and, uh, you know, it was junior Hanley that, that passed them to me out of the back of a pickup truck. And I was thinking, you know, how often have you done that? You know, how many times has that person, you know, passed parts out of the back of a pickup truck? And, and, you know, I got, uh, you know, Mike Hastings, my crew chief, um, you know, sticks with me all the time. He's thick and thin. You know, I, I can be difficult. I can be moody and pouty when things don't go my well, my way. And, you know, Mike sticks there by my side all the time. 
and uh, I've got my I got my son-in-laws uh, helping me and my kids. They don't really have much of a choice, I guess. So uh, they help me, and then uh, you know Tom Gibbons, Frank Gibbons, you know all the support they they supply as well. It was great last night. It's got to make it exciting at the shop on Friday night when you finish second or you finish, you know, in that top five. And you start scratching your head, the team does, and they start saying, okay, we got to give you a little bit more. You want a little bit more going in? Or do you want to, you know, if you get more going in, you're going to have less coming off? Or, uh, like, it's got to be the ingenuity part of it has got to be intriguing. I'd love to be a fly junior on the wall in some of these shops throughout the course of the week as these guys prepare because really it's an open ended sort of book. They can go at it. Well yeah, I think I think when when you look at, at the United Eights deal as as all these teams step up their game. You know, at, at the very first, when, when everybody, you know, got there for night number one, everybody was turning 16 second lap times. Everybody was turning, you know, 15 nines and, and you know, nobody was real close to the time, right? Um, but, you know, you got there a couple nights later on night number three and, and the track was green. Everybody unloaded. There was a couple times, you know, popped in practice. Uh, you know, guys are getting down into that 15, 4, 15, 5 zone right i think that once there's a field of them right and not to say that there's not a field of them now there's oh, yeah. there, there was there was a solid car count 12 cars there uh you know in in night number five of a new division if you will or, or a new platform um and and I, you know once there's you know 18 to 20 of those cars on the racetrack which i i, I think it's it's trending that way um and you know once there is a larger number of of guys that are closer to the time. I know, Dave, you guys have worked hard on making that car, you know, get down to the time as, as close as possible. I know last night in the feature, you turned a 15.7 was your fastest time. You were the second fastest time in the overall field. Um, it, but but as that time gets down there and you start clicking off, you know, 15.4s or 15.5s, that's where the ingenuity is really going to come in because do you need a little bit more off to beat that guy? Do you need a little bit in the center? What do you need? And and right now it's just overall time, right? So they're bolting on 10-inch tires and maybe doing a little work to their carburetor or, or, or whatever that looks like, whatever, it, whatever you need to do to get down to that speed. Where the real trick is going to be is when there's, you know, you know, maybe 10 guys that are in that 15.4 to 15.6 zone, then it's going to get really intense because the drivers are going to have to step up their game and and figure out where they need to be better. Well, Dave would be a good guy to ask this question to. Dave, do you guys, are you racing? Does it feel like, I should put it that way, does it feel like you're racing the clock or are you preparing for a Saturday night based on what you raced against last Saturday night on how to beat? The guys that were in front of you. Yeah, you know it's uh, you know talk a couple of things. So you know we we do have a you know a, a time limit, a bracket we have to follow. Um, that hasn't really affected the racing. People are racing all over. The racing doesn't feel any different. Um, yeah, you know some of the faster cars have really got to be careful that fifteen four mark. We saw that with Andrew Gressel a couple of times, and you know it's worked out for me. You know it, we were turning you know some fifteen sixes. And Andrew got around me, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, the meatball came out, and uh, you know, he, he had just gone a little too hard to, to get around me, and and I got the lead back. So I mean, that's just how it works. It's uh, you know, I really like the the format that you know I can take my super stock and race against a, a late model car, and 
and and you know we can we can have a race about it. Yeah, and be competitive. That's so cool. Did Junior Hanley happen to stick his head under the hood or hang around your pit for a little while last night? No, he didn't. I, I will tell you though a little bit. You know that conversation you talked about the Friday night conversation. You know Bert McCall was was part of that conversation. Bert helped us back in uh, in two thousand and one, the last time we raced, and uh, and we pulled a little bit out of the playbook from Bert to, to hook the car up a little better, and uh, it was fun. It was you know. Junior Hanley was there. Brian McDonald, you know, a couple of my biggest uh, racing heroes were were at the track last night. So, you know, just just couldn't have gone better for me. Yeah, and it's kind of cool when you start hearing names like that show up in the pit area. There's something happening when when those guys show up. They want to check it out. And uh, I know I've seen Brian McDonald there a bunch of times, uh, and he's loving it. He's saying, hey, you know what, this is kind of cool. But, Dave, it's been great catching up with you tonight. Sponsorship on your car, what do you got happening there? Yeah, so thanks, Joe. So i got a, I got a few sponsors, local sponsors here. i got Mars Fries from Salt Beach. They keep me uh, well-fed. Uh, Shipley Property Maintenance uh, across the road. They're neighbors of mine. And Dan Erbshop, my, my, uh, my brother-in-law from Sutton Town Realty. Uh, you know, just really appreciate what everybody does and what the track does for me as well. Well, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, you're doing a great job out there, and uh, you gotta. We gotta get a photo of you holding the big check. We missed that last night. Yeah, I know. I was. I was. I said I'm not getting out of this car until Joe brings me my check, but apparently that wasn't going to happen. So we'll uh, we'll stick that for the next time. I'm That's an right. old. I'm an old. I used to say old fat guy. I'm not fat anymore, but I'm still old. It's too far to run. You gave all the fat to me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Dave, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. And I know I look forward to catching you back out there the next time. All right. Thank you, Joe. And thank you, Joe Jr. Appreciate it. Absolutely. You bet. Dave McMahon, driver of the number 26 class act. Uh, awesome to see him behind the wheel of the car. And kind of cool. He's racing the competitors, not the clock. I think that's why he's getting success. Every, to be honest with you, it, the the neatest part is is when you're talking to all these guys, they're all racing their competitor. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you know the the time it, once once the helmet goes on and they roll out on the racetrack, the time doesn't matter anymore. They're yeah. not thinking about that. It's beat the other guy to the line, and and that is you know the surprising thing. I, I think we kind of had an idea that that's the way that it was going to turn out. Right, but. But to see it turn out that way, because it is just true blue, good, hard racing yep. between the, these cars. And you can't tell me there's not parity. When you look at the hot rods and you look at the side-by-side -side battles that we've seen last night, that we've seen you know, at the Dash for Cash and the previous three nights before that, oh, yeah. the side-by-side -side battles, when you see... Uh, you know, uh, as a fan in the grandstands, you don't know if that guy's got a, a rack and pinion steering or if he's got a coilover suspension no. or if he's got a big spring suspension. You can't tell nope. uh, sitting in the grandstand, and, and nor should you care sitting in the grandstand. What you want to see is you want to see two cars battle like hell, yep. put on side-by-side -side racing, and, you know, bump and rub and, and you know, come across the line side-by-side and a checkered flag and a big check handed out and a bunch of excitement. That's right. what you care about at a racetrack. That's what a fan cares about. So when you dumb it down to that, 
I think the the platform is doing exactly that. Yes. And you know, last night Dave Dave got away from the field. You know, he he won. You can check out a video on on Sobel Speedway's Facebook page, but he won by you know half a straightaway. Yep. Um, he got away. He broke out, but it's because there was a side by side battle, and that's no different. It's not because there was a a timed no, event. It no. would have happened whether it was in a rule book or not. And you know, when you when you talk to people. On the other side, you know, the fans, they are blown away at the diversity yep. on the racetrack. You yep. know, race, tra- race cars don't need to all look the same. No. They don't need to because race cars just have four wheels and it can look however you want it to look. And I love the creativity side of things because, you know, you, you see a, a, a beautiful 70s Cutlass out there uh, driven by Jamie Adams. You see a, a gorgeous Boss 351 Mustang and it's racing against a fiberglass APC car yeah. and, yeah, and, yeah. and it's racing against a, a, you know, a five-star SS body. Uh, with with Dave McMahon, so like you know, there's such a diversity. Um, but at speed, you can't tell. They all look like cars on the racetrack. Yeah, and you're and not going to tell a 15-4 from a 14-second. You're not going to see it well, from the grandstand. You're not going to see it Four, from the grandstand. 14 seconds. The no, super you won't. Late, the you super lights are fast as heck. You won't see it. <laughs> you from won't see the grandstand. I agree. You won't see a 15-4 to a 16 second. Nope. You, you can't, can't tell, tell the difference. Nope. Um, you know, even the, the most skilled guys, that's the reason why you see a guy like Junior Hanley with a stopwatch that's in his hand. That's right. Because, you know, you, you look at it and the stopwatch doesn't lie uh, or or the race monitor doesn't lie. But, you know, you, when you look at, at the racing that we've seen, the fastest lap time that we've seen all night long was a 15-7 turned by Dave McMahon uh, or, or the second fastest. Ty uh, uh, Cavillan. Right. Um his first night ever in a, in a V8 stock car. Right. Went out there. He had the fastest lap of the race with yeah. a 15.5. Yep. Now, a, a lot of car, right? Yep. They're going to have to, as he gets better, they're going to have to dial that thing back a lot. Maybe. And, and it, it, you know, they, they will have to. You know, they'll have to do their homework and dial the thing back, um, it, you know, once he starts clicking off the time. and and w- But when you look at it, you know, the the times were all well above the limit. Yeah. So really it gives guys that have faster cars that are across the province the opportunity to come in. Um, and, you know, I, I got a hats off to Kyle Batty. They made a three-and-a-half-hour drive yes. from Peterborough, Ontario, all the way to Sauble Speedway for a regular night of racing. To try it, yep. And that says a lot to the, you know, the the actual platform itself sure i you know for a regular night of racing you don't see a whole lot of guys making the three and a half hour trip no nope. so i i think that uh you know it's definitely building there are still naysayers there will be yeah it, it's a different animal but you heard it right from dave mcmahon his car is a legal super stock yeah he could make that thing legal within you know 45 minutes to a half hour of shop time that's right from him he doesn't have to you know he doesn't have to do crazy things but it, it it is a legal super stock that he can go run a series race with, and uh, that's what I love about it. Well, there's no two cars the same, as you mentioned, on the racetrack. And, you know, back in Junior Hanley's day when these tracks were packed to the to the rafters with cars and fans, back then there wasn't two cars on the track that were the same either. So uh, wouldn't that be kind of neat if we could get it back to the spot where everything is packed like that? I think it's well underway. Uh, kind of cool. Didn't hear one fan complain. I can tell you that. They absolutely love the show. 
Uh, we are going to hit a quick break. When we come back, how about Kyle Stackley going to Victory Lane? He did it at Flamborough Speedway. He got that quick wig all lit up, ready to go. He's going to join us on the other side of the break. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man. I bet your parents go too. They go big bowl shopping. Hey, so I got 50 jars of dog sauce. dog sauce. But I got a good dance. To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated energy <laughs> of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM all North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider now on free preview. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endicottish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Series X with Headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with Headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready with you on. From America's News Headquarters. Series XM Channel 115 or listen on the Series XM app. Taking you all the way to the track and back. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM Channel 167. And back to the hotline, we go another winner. Uh, this time from Flamborough Speedway, it was the Grisdale Triple Crown. Just last night at Flamborough, dodging the showers. Uh, but they got the race in. Who ends up in victory lane? How about it? The number 24. We got Kyle Steckley on the hotline. A real happy Kyle Steckley, I might add. And what's going on tonight there, Kyle? How you doing there, kid? I'm doing real good. How are you doing tonight? Fantastic, man. Hey, congratulations. Sticks it in victory lane at Flamborough Speedway. That's got to feel good. Yeah, it feels real good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we had a great night at the track uh, for the Grisdale Triple Crown, and it was just a, another solid day at the track. We've been having some good luck recently, so it was good to get in another solid day. Now, not your first win of the year, but uh, safe to say the biggest so far? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely the Grisdale Triple Crown 100-lap races are definitely a big, a big deal. A good competition comes out to those races so it was pretty big to get a win like that and dominate the day leading all 100 laps and getting the pole as well now 
you know, fellow partner is Quickwick between Race Time Radio and yourself. They tweeted that you got handed some cookies after the race last night, <laughs> and they want to know what flavor that cookie was there, Mr. Steckley. That was actually white chocolate chip cookies, so I guess that's a lucky lucky cookie and yeah, you just gave you just gave away all your secrets. You yeah. know, Chenoweth is going to have a whole. He's going to have a whole pile of white whole chocolate chip. Yeah, he's going to have a whole bag of white chocolate chip cookies in the trailer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're going to yeah. be trying to pull you over. Just, <laughs> hey, I know how to get Kyle over here. Just yeah. put some chocolate chip cookies right that's there. Right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kyle, looking at uh, at Flamborough Speedway, obviously, you know, you you're starting to you're starting to now click a lot of laps off, right? It's uh, it seems like it was just yesterday it was your first late model race at Flamborough, but you've actually got a chance now to click off a lot of laps around that joint. Um, you obviously did turn a lot of laps there with your four cylinder car with your mini stock um, leading up to your late model, um, but uh, you know. It, over over time now, you know, we, we talked about a young rising star over at, at Delaware Speedway earlier on in the show with Matt Pritigo, and of course that's Connor Pritigo. Um, but yourself now, you're starting to get really comfortable in the car, obviously because you ended up in victory lane, but you're starting to get really comfortable and, and you're driving, you know, since day one, you've been driving with a tremendous amount of confidence, um, both in your equipment and, and as well in your ability. Um, what is it starting to feel like now? Are you starting to get, you know, is that comfort level starting to set in where you arrive to the racetrack and you know that you're, you know, in, in that ballpark and, and that you're, you're there to win? Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely getting more comfortable in these cars. There definitely was a huge learning curve from the four cylinder mini stock, but I'm getting more comfortable each week and we're getting to know how these cars work and everything like that each week. So I'm starting to get really comfortable and feel like we can contend for the win each and every time we get to the track, especially at Flamborough, but I would definitely like to try some other tracks here soon in the future. Ah, well, the experience is all going to be about those other tracks. Of course, your dad, uh, the famous Scott Steckley, of course, 22 racing, the NASCAR Pinties multi-champion. Is your dad play a key role in your late model program, or uh, does he have a, you know, do you have your own crew and your dad is off to the side uh, managing or watching, or what part does Scott play in your team? Yeah, my dad plays a huge role definitely in my team. He's he's the car owner, crew chief, he's everything. So without him it wouldn't be possible and he's given he's taught me everything I know and I'm very thankful to have him and you know, it's just great having him around to teach me everything and I've learned a ton. Well, he'd be the kind of guy that would be able to do that. He's been there, done that, so to speak. But I'll bet you there's been more than once uh, Scotty has looked at you and said, well, Kyle, that's changed since I was in the late model. Yes, a lot of things have definitely changed. And it took a bit, but we're starting to learn what everything does on the cars and understand them more. So we got to thank all the guys on the calls. They've helped us a ton with that as well. So. We're getting to know what to do and how to do things again, so it's it's working out good. Now, how many more races, how many, how much more time has to sort of pass through before we can expect to see you maybe in an APC race or two? Uh, it depends who, who you talk to, but I think uh, 
I'm ready to go for that, but I think we want to get a bit more experience yet and just make sure I'm comfortable with everything before we jump into one of those races because there's definitely a ton of competition in that series. And, you know, the racing isn't always the cleanest either, so we're just kind of waiting it out and we're going to see how the next couple APC races go and we'll maybe hop in one at the end of the year. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. You're going to be keeping your eye on what's happening. Uh, sort of keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on. And there is absolutely no substitute for seat time. You're definitely getting quality, quality seat time uh, behind the wheel of that number 24. Take us back through the race. Of course, Junior and I didn't get a chance to see it at Flamborough Speedway last night. Take us back through the race. How did it all unfold for you? Yeah, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty clean race. There was only about three cautions, and I started out on pole, so that definitely helped. But we got the lead right off the start, and we we got a, a bit of a gap over Shane McGinnis and Shea Gemmel, and we were kind of just riding, and a couple more cautions came out, and we were just able to keep holding on to the lead on restarts and get a bit of a gap, and just I was really trying to save my stuff and not wear it out too much because... I really don't have much experience for the 100-lap races, and I don't know what the tires do. So I definitely learned a lot about that last night, and we were able to just save, and we luckily got a long run at the end, and I didn't have a late race restart or anything like that to worry about, and we just, we just cruised to the victory. Now, I'll tell you what, Scott is a master, was, I should say, was a master at saving the equipment until the end and making that, uh, I don't know, 25, 30 lap dash at the end. Uh, is it uh, a lot of crew chief input? Was he saying, okay, Kyle, now I need you to save me a bit? Or was it uh, up to you to say, okay, I got to save myself a little bit here? Who was making the call there? Or did you hear much on the radio? Uh, a bit of both. He was giving me a lot of lap times and, you know, telling me to save my stuff if I need to. But I kind of had all that stuff in my mind, and I was I was keeping that in the top of my head to remember not to wear my stuff out and, you know, don't overdrive it here early in the race because it's a long race and you got to have your equipment there at the end. Kyle, are you – so, you know, looking at, at mini stocks, right, and, and, you know, where you cut your teeth, obviously you, you drove junior late for a little while. You got acclimated to the racing world um, and then raced mini stocks. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have a whole lot of races where you have to save, save, save like you do in a late model. Are, are After that 100 laps now and, and after the, you know, extended distance race earlier on in the year uh, and then as well in, in the Frostoberfest last year, um, are are you surprised at all at how much the car really falls off? Like, what is the, the feeling like for you in the car when the car starts to go away? Uh, is it like a ledge where it, you know, just falls off or, or does it fall off just relatively slowly? It's kind of just progressive, you know, like the first race we were, we got involved in that incident at the start of the race and yeah. it kind of made the car really tight for the remainder of the race and it just, it kept getting worse and worse and worse and we're here last night it was a bit on the loose side and it just progressively gets worse and worse so it's you really got to keep the car under you and not push that right front or right rear too much because as you do that it will just continue to get worse the longer you run 
We're with Kyle Stackley tonight, driver of the number 24 Pro Late Model, goes to Victory Lane Flamborough Speedway last night in the Grisdale Triple Crown. So he's got one of the Triple Crown wins now. Uh, Kyle, uh, uh, sometimes I bet it's got to feel like maybe your car's not going away, but you look in the mirror and that guy all of a sudden keeps getting closer. Is it sometimes you're looking going, man, is he speeding up or am I slowing down? Yeah, for sure. You sometimes wonder about that, and you think, is he pushing it harder than you, or do you got to get going? Because I really, I don't know if I'm pushing it too hard or I'm saving too much. So it gets kind of scary sometimes when you see him closing in, and you you're not really sure what you should do if you should push harder or keep saving, and he's going to wear his stuff out. So kind of just, I try to keep a bit of a gap the whole time, and. As long as I didn't wear out my stuff too much, uh, I was good. That's wow. the nice part about it. You'll never figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. A, a guy like Jimmy Johnson didn't even figure that stuff out. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's the age-old thing, right? Am I am I going too hard or am I not, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. That, the, you know, no matter how many laps you get, no matter what, and I think every race car driver out there would back me up, uh, it's so funny because that's, uh, that's what makes this whole deal exciting. That's, uh, you know, when you look at, uh, you know... I, I, a guy that is a master at saving, like your dad, right? Uh, like, uh, uh, you know, I think back to some races where, where he did save more than everybody. And, and you know, a, a race that jumps off the page is Vernon, B.C. Um, you know, Steckley yeah. would just ride around. He'd just about yeah. go a lap down at some point. Yeah. And he'd just be there just driving around. And then all of a sudden, at the end yeah. of the race, here where comes the, the 22. Where the did that 22 come from? Look but, at him go. <laughs> you know, there's other races where you think back and, you know, he drove the wheels off the thing and 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 uh you know you see another guy do the exact same thing to him so it's uh it, it's definitely uh uh you know i've watched you kyle now a, a bunch of times i gotta take my hat off to you uh you drive like a veteran when you look at the youth that we have right now in ontario we talk about this a lot on this program but the youth that we have in the late model rank in the four-cylinder rank in the super stock rank um, man, we are blessed with the talent that we get to watch. And, and you know, guys like Kyle Steckley, Connor Pritigo, uh, you know, Trayton Lapsovich. Look at the oh, things yeah. that Trayton's doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look at the things that these young kids are doing. And, and I don't mean to call you a kid, and, and like, you, but you are. You're just a young lad, right? Yeah. And, and, and it is so impressive to watch what you guys can do behind the wheel. And uh, I can't wait to see what, uh, what we see out of the 24 towards the end of the year. Uh, you're going to be a contender in any APC race that you jump into. I can guarantee it. And uh, hats off to you guys. Good job. Uh, thank you very much. It's it's a blast running with all the young guys. You know, there's there's quite a few of us, and it's they're all real good, clean racers. So it's definitely a blast running with them guys. Well, Kyle, I can tell you, I light a lot of quick wicks, okay? I have a fire about every second day. And just so you know, your quick wick, the one you're on the package of, yours lights better than most other ones, just so you know. just uh, it, it goes a little bit faster. Awesome. <laughs> well, get out there and go after it. Uh, Kyle, thanks so much for the time tonight. Do us a favor, say hi to the folks. And uh, good luck. Get out there and uh, win some more, bud. Okay, awesome. Thank you very good. Thanks for having me on, guys. And no tell your sister she owes me some cookies, too. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, anybody okay. that's handing cookies out and I don't get any, I get mad about that. Uh, <laughs> don't let Chenoweth have any. Yeah, yeah, that's Keep right. Keep him away. That's right. You betcha. Congrats, man.
right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. That's Kyle Steckley, driver of the 24. Oh, great, great talent, Junior, and you hit the nail on the head. Look at the young rising stars we have here in Ontario, but across the country. There are so many of them. Uh, the future is definitely bright on the short tracks. Uh, we got we got lots to look forward to, and we got another guest coming up on the other side of the break. We're going to hit our final break right now, and we will be back. Stay with us. Anytime online.racetimeradio.com. Also available on Facebook. Just search Racetime Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is now on free previews all July. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick quick fire starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race Time Radio is back. And once again, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio Live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. 
I'm Joe Chisholm along with Junior right here in the Race Time Radio studio. And we've got wall-to-wall winners here tonight. And uh, our next guest is exactly one of those guys. Uh, born and raised in Saskatoon. And I'll tell you what, the guy goes to Victory Lane last night with his number 10 super late model at uh, Wine Group Speedway. And, of course, I'm talking about Kevin Dick in the number 10. That uh, goes out there, the Freshco 150. He owns that trophy. He joins us now on the hotline. What's going on tonight, Kev? How you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Uh, fantastic, my friend. Hey, congratulations on the big win. That's got to feel good. Get that one in the books. Oh, yeah. No, it was uh, the big race on our schedule this year, so it was uh, good to go out there and go get it done. Well, you beat some of the best, too. When I take a look, Matt Shirley was in the field. He ended up fourth. So funny today, I got to tell you, Kev. Uh, this morning, I get Rich's uh, release, right? I'm going through the winners, and uh, it's early, early. I'm talking early this morning. I got that release. And uh, the time trial, a portion of it comes up, and I see Matt Shirley at the top of it. And I thought, wow, Matt Shirley won himself a race, the Freshco 150. I thought, good for Matt. So I reached out to him, and I said, hey, Matt, congratulations on the win, man. Good job. He come back, and he goes, Joe, I don't know. Where you. Where did you see that? I didn't win the race. He said, Kevin did. I went, oh, man, i got to go back and look. Sure enough, I was looking at qualifying. Matt says fast time. But, Kev, you were the guy that went out there and won the race. Uh, take us back through it. It sounds like it was quite a show. Yeah, we were uh, started fairly close to the back there. I mean, there wasn't too many cars that showed up for that race. But uh, we knew it's a long race, so we started to take our time. We knew we didn't have to push the car that hard at the beginning. And uh, Willie waked our, worked our way up. We... Uh, Got some cautions. We took the outside, and I liked how the car felt out there. So we were able to gain up some spots. Got up to second, and I think we restarted on the outside of Matt. And I figured, like, if we can make this work, we probably got a pretty good shot at it. And I was able to make it sick. And after that, it was pretty much in our control the rest of the night. You gotta love it when a plan comes together and that car feels like a winner, right? And you've got everything you need in the hands, uh, in that steering wheel, and you can go out there. That's a beautiful racetrack, too, right? Uh, Wine Group Speedway oh, yeah. is one of those fast speedways. Uh, it's got to feel good when you fly around there and the car's hooked. Oh, yeah. Like, when it's hooked up right, it feels great. Yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, Matt, little background for anybody that er, – Matt, see, look at that. Matt's really going to love me tonight. Uh, Kevin, a little background for anybody that doesn't know who you are. Uh, you started your mini-stock career route in uh, 2011, uh, yep. and you did pretty good in that mini-stock. You moved to Pro Trucks in 2013, so you start moving up the ladder – and then, lo and behold, you move into a late model in 2016. So you got a little bit of time in the uh, in the late model end, but then along comes a pandemic and holds you back a wee bit, like it did everybody. Uh, what was it like doing the transition from those different classes into that super late model? Uh, I don't know. To me, it almost felt natural. It, I mean, there was a bit of a learning curve, but it... It went pretty quick, so um, I don't know. Like it just felt natural, really. 
Yeah, and a good bunch of guys that you're racing against out there. A sponsorship on your car. I know you uh, you work at Wheaton GM as a body guy, but who have you got sponsoring your machine? I don't have too many, just a couple, but they're real loyal. So we got Wheaton GM, uh, Sheikah Sisters Graphics, and T-Square Tin Smith Sheet Metal Fabrication. So, and right. how about crew with you? You got uh, the same crew, guys? Uh, what's the team look like? Uh me, my dad, uh, got a friend, uh, Jordan Berry, he's fought for me. He came on board this year, so I'm real thankful for him. Uh, my mom, she's always there supporting me. Uh, another friend, uh, Rob Naismith, we've, uh, he actually bought our pro truck that we used to drive, so we help him out and he helped us out. So, uh, that works Pretty out good. awesome, right? You got uh, guys that are working together, and uh, they be leaning on you. You're the super late guy, and uh, th- those other guys would be all over you trying to get a little bit of information. Yeah, Kevin, uh, looking back, uh, you know, we of course seen you over here for the uh, the Canadian Short Track Nationals uh, in 2019. Of course, was canceled in in 2020, and and as well this year. Um, but uh, if that whole deal fires back up, are we going to see you travel, make the trip over here again? You you had a you had a decent turnout over here. I wouldn't mind too if we could get some decent sponsorship to help us get out there. I wouldn't see why not. For sure, uh, we definitely learned a lot the first year, so I just definitely hope to improve if we were able to get back out there again. So the fifty-five of Jim Gunn, he was uh, he was in second in this race. The eighty-four AJ Morrison in third. Uh, Matt Shirley, as mentioned, I had him as the winner, but he was fourth. Uh, and then you go back to uh, Tim Kramer. He was the O four in fifth. Uh, how was the field? Were they pretty close to you, or did you have a good run on them? I had a pretty good run on them. Once that last run started, I think we ran around 60 laps that last run, and I couldn't see him in my mirror. We, we were gone. Ah, that's awesome. That's the that's, way you want to have it. We, we call that stinking up the show for the fans, but it <laughs> feels good when you're the team. It does. Yeah, funny. I, I, I talked to Alex Tagliani one time. He did. I want to say it was the first NASCAR Pinty's race at Sunset Speedway. Uh, it was a 300-lap race. It went green to checker, I believe, or very close to it. And Alex Tagliani lapped the field. Uh, I right don't, up to second. Yeah, right up to so second. He, he, yeah, there was there was him and uh, him in second place were the only guys that weren't lapped. Too but, funny. Yes. I said to Alex, "What did that feel like?" He said, "You know what? No feeling like it. I loved it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you had one of those kind of races out there, Kev. Good on you. Uh, when's your next race? Uh, next race will be in two weeks. Awesome. At at Wyant Group. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good luck and and uh, best to you and and uh, uh, definitely uh, you know photocopy that setup and and uh, don't show it to nobody. Well, we won't be saying too much. Right. <laughs> good stuff. Well, good luck and thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Go after it. Thanks, guys. You want to believe it? That is Kevin Dick. It isn't Matt Shirley. Matt Shirley finished fourth. But uh, Kevin Dick, he ended up winning the race. Uh, Kelly Admiral, we had Kelly on just a couple weeks ago, finished 10th in that race. Nice.
Yeah, so I don't know whether something happened to what him was, or what. What was the overall car count like? Do you know that? Uh, over no, I just got the top ten. Okay. That's all I got there. Okay. But it's uh, the the super late models at that speedway. Oh, they rip. Um, can't see Trent Seidel's name on there, so Trent wasn't there. Don't know whether he's in a car this year or not. Yep. Uh, but he is one of those. Uh, he's one of those veteran names out there. Uh, Glenn Hersky, another one. Don't know whether Glenn's uh, behind the wheel anymore. Uh, I can't see why he wouldn't be, but uh, he's not on that list either. Uh, we'll see, though. You watch those names, so keep coming. Uh, got to mention, uh, and I haven't got his phone number, uh, but we're going to get it, and we're going to try and get him on this program. Uh, won't be tonight, but the next show out, we're going to try and get uh, Carson Nagy goes to victory lane at Peterborough Speedway. Uh, he wins the uh, Quick Quick Firestarter Superstock a series race at Peterborough. Sounds like that was a barn burner, Junior. Yeah, definitely. It uh, uh, there was uh, you know thirty thirty three cars show up, thirty two cars show up. Uh, they, I've seen a couple different posts, thirty two and thirty three. Uh, so they sent a couple cars home. Uh, great, great car count. Um, they had to, uh, ed, you know, they had to stand up to some weather. Uh, there was a like a monsoon rain that came through. Um, they, uh, of course, you know, got the track dried and, and, uh, they got after it, but, uh, the top three there was, uh, was Carson, um, and then, uh, Lane Zardo and as well, Garrett Tamirzma. Yeah. Yeah. Dynamite stuff now on the East coast of Canada. Well, maybe not on the East coast this weekend, but, uh, Cole Butcher. Yes. Took a ride down to the, uh, Motor Mountain Masters. Yep. And he he did a really good job. I I seen a tweet, I believe, might have been a Facebook post, um, uh, that Cole takes the lead on lap eighty two, and I'm just you know scurrying through to see if he actually in fact won it. He didn't win it. He ended up coming home fourth. But uh, talk about some tough customers, man. He was up against the best down there. Yeah, definitely. Derek Griffith, of course, went to victory lane. Uh, Eddie McDonald, uh, who finished second up here at the Canadian Short Track Nationals at Jucasa, uh, was teched out for that one, but he crossed the line in second. Um, he crossed the line second down there at the Motor Mountain Masters. Albert Francis was P3. Cole Butcher, P4. Uh, Gabe Brown, uh, Corey Casagrande, uh, Jared Barclay, Brian Ship. Uh, Mike Sweeney, and then uh, Owen Hope uh, was your top 10 over there. Uh, they had a great car count as well. 29 cars took the green flag. Um, there was uh, lots of big names. You know, Evan Shotko and uh, Gary St. Amant was out there. Just a uh, an awesome showing. Cody Swanson, uh, he's turning tons of laps. Jeremy Mayfield as well, back behind the wheel. Really? Uh, of, a, of a pro late model uh, driver uh, driving the number 44, the same car that Kale Gale has actually busted a few laps in right. uh, at Jennerstown. But, uh, yeah, guys like Eldon King and Jarek Johnson and Mike Hopkins and uh, just the, the names go on and on. A lot of these guys you're going to see in the Snowflake Derby um, or the Snowflake 100 um, you know, just ahead of the uh, of the snowball derby, um, the Motor Mountain Masters is, is really uh, becoming one of the largest pro late model races. Did you say um, the name Nassi? No, Nassi no, wasn't there. He wasn't no, there. Nassi wasn't there. Um, but, how about how about um, uh, no Bubba? No, no Bubba? Bubba. No Bubba. No Bubba. Huh. Uh, but because he was there last year for the three hundred. For the Motor Masters. Not the Motor Mountain Masters. Yes, it was. No, nope. it was no. I thought it I was could the remember Cars seeing Tour, him. Cars Tour and CRA event, ah. which was the American Freedom 300, yes, which he was yes. there for uh, just a few weeks And back. that was Pit Row TV, right? 
Pit Row TV does both. Yep. 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 Yeah, yeah. And, That's uh, why I could remember him being down there. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, but, yep. uh, he, you know, the, the Motor Mountain Masters is, um, you know, a great paying event. And, uh, yeah. Let me tell you, we got some big stuff happening in the East Coast International Maritime Pro Stock Tour out there in Halifax. Next weekend is going to be a special weekend, I'll tell you that. Double header at Scotia Speed World. You don't want to miss it. Now, there is limited tickets, and I don't know if they're sold out yet or not, but get to their website and check it out if indeed you are out there. Get this. You got the Cummins 150 coming up on Saturday night, and on Sunday, the Nova Truck Center's 150 double header in the Maritime Pro Stock Tour. Those two races at Scotia Speed World. Cross the fingers. Hopefully, they get the weather. That will be huge. If you get an opportunity to get a ticket, do it. Uh, we sure wish we could join you out there and broadcast the races, but it's not in the cards yet. Uh, it's not for, you know, for us not wanting to be there. Uh, Race Time Radio will be there at the drop of a hat as soon as we're able to from the tour side. Um, but no, we, we can't do it yet. Uh, they, they, they can't allow us there yet. Um, so, uh, but you can, however, tune in. Uh, Tim Terry will have coverage, I do believe. I might be stepping over the bounds here a little bit. But check it out, timscorner.ca. I wouldn't doubt, if possible, Tim Terry will have some form of coverage, whether you'll be able to watch it, whether you'll be able to listen to it, I don't know. Um, but timscorner.ca, Timmy will keep you up to date. I can guarantee that. Doubleheader, Scotia Speed World, you don't want to miss that. Also, uh, just we're getting so close to the top of the hour here. Uh, Riverside International Speedway has announced the date for the IWK 250. A race, as everyone knows, is uh, always number one on our list. Again, we cannot be there. I've already checked with Riverside to see if uh, it's in the cards to have Race Time Radio there to broadcast the race. I said if there's any race that should be broadcast, it should be this year's IWK250. But no, uh, it's not in the cards yet. Um, they don't even know what Phase 5 is going to look like in Nova Scotia. So uh, they couldn't commit to us, so we couldn't do the flights. I know Brad Mann has been on me saying, Joe, the IWK, are we doing it? Uh, and I know Jerry, uh, Josh, all of us have been just itching to get back out to the East Coast and bring you live coverage. Not yet. I'm sorry to say, but not yet. Uh, but the IWK 250 uh, tickets either are on sale now or will be going on sale. Get to RiversideSpeedway.ca for more information on this year's edition of the IWK 250 will come up September the 11th is the date of the IWK 250. Um, and check it out. Don't know if the tickets are on sale yet or whether they're even sold out. Uh, it, well, I, they can't be because they don't even know how many people they can have at it yet. But they had to get the announcement out at least uh, for the date. So that gets you set on all of that information uh, for the uh, East Coast International Maritime Pro Stock Tour. Um, 
Things are going to continue, of course, at Eastbound International Speedway out on uh, out on the Rock uh, in Newfoundland. Keep an eye on there. If you happen to be going to Newfoundland, don't forget to check that racetrack out. Uh, and we got to see how things are going out in B.C. at, of course, Penticton Speedway and um, uh, Area 27. Uh, still lots happening out that way. We haven't checked in with Edmonton International in a while, so we'll have to do that in the coming show. Um, and don't forget, CTMP is going to have a big weekend come the Labor Day weekend. The NASCAR Pinty Series is going to roll in there. Uh, it's going to be special. We got 30 seconds. Absolutely. We got to add Andy Camrath went to Victory Lane yes. in the Oscar mods over Continues at Sunset that Street. Uh, yeah, just a, a, a rocket ship. And as well, got a note from Cam K, who we had on the, the show a, a little while back, or, or we were on his show. Um, the Ontario sportsman was also at Peterborough. Uh, Tyler Bouillon, who didn't make the Superstock race, won over Chad McGlynn and Kevin Gallant. Really? So Good deal. Uh, yeah, definitely. And that was uh, now, at the what, Sunset? Uh, that was at Peterborough. At Peterborough. Um, I don't know who won the bone stock race uh, or who won the um, the hot rods over at Sunset, but uh, definitely uh, sounds like a great event over at Sunset Speedway for an off Sunday. It's not a long weekend, guys, and yeah. uh, they were racing. So by all accounts, there was a great crowd. You're off to Three Rivers. Are you going to make it back for the show no, Sunday night? No, Okay, so I'm going to be flying Sunday. solo You're to flying Susie solo. and I. Just find somebody. Well, we well, can get maybe, Wilbur. Get Wilbur on the air. You know what? Maybe we can get Paxton up here. I miss my Jerry Paxton. Maybe Paxton can fill in next Sunday night. Hey. Yeah, you can call we'll me. See. I'll be I'll be in the truck. So we'll, uh, we'll give you can shot. call me if you're if you're short on guests. <laughs> That's gonna do it for us on race time. Gotta thank Sue here. Gotta thank Scott there in Toronto. That does it for us. Have a safe week, everybody. Get to a racetrack next weekend. Okay, have a safe week, and we'll see you next Sunday right here live on Race Time Radio. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 